welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Ashley. And today we're here to talk about uh, a 2023 film released like on Christmas Day. Uh, so it's fairly new. It's called The Boys in the Boat. Yeah, so this is based on a book from 2013 called The Boys in the Boat. Uh, the film is directed by George Clooney. And it tells the story, uh, the true story, of a rowing team from the, the from the University of Washington, Washington 1936. Um, they're kind of a, it's a group of um, kind of underdogs. They're kind of come from a poor background. These these boys that make up this team, and um, most of them join the team because they need to get their tuition paid for at the university. Um, but they end up being really good, working really hard, competing very well nationally, and maybe they even go to the Olympics. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> I thought this movie was okay. <laughs> um, it is a very staid film. And, you know, we saw this over the holidays. And I'll be honest with you, this was one of the first Christmas or holiday seasons where I wasn't all that jazzed about a lot of the movies. I'll be honest with you. I picked this one for us because it had the cute guys in it. <laughs> um, and it was okay. You know, George Clooney has directed some, some good films, but he's also directed films that I felt lacked a little something like a little oomph. And this was one of them. Um, and I'll never forget. I think I forget how long ago it was, maybe six, seven years ago. He directed a movie called The Monuments Men that we saw in the theater. And I was really excited for that because it was, you know, a World War II film and, um, it had a really good cast. Um, and I went, I saw it and then it was done. I was like, huh, that was not quite as exciting as I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, it was missing something. It wasn't bad. This was missing a little spark. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of how I view the boys on the boat. It's by no means a bad movie, but it to me lacked a little, a little uh, verb or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, we start out in the 1930s. Uh, it's the depression in the U.S. and our entry point and main character is uh, Joe Rance, played by Callum Turner. And I should actually note. Our, the first scene is actually in, I don't know, it's not present day. It's, I don't know, several decades later. And it's an old um, Joe Rance. And Joe Rance was a real person. I looked it up afterwards. And anyway, he is an old guy and he's watching, um, like, who we later find out is his grandson trying to row a boat. And we watch, and he's watching young people row boats and stuff. And anyway, but then the bulk of the movie takes place in 1936. And Colin Turner plays uh, Joe Rance. And um, he's poor. He's got holes in his shoes. Uh, does find time to go to the hair salon, though. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he's looking for money. And he's going to school at the University of Washington. But he is out of money. And they're getting ready to kick him out unless he can cough up uh, some tuition. So he sees an ad for uh, tryouts for the rowing team. Uh, Joel Edgerton plays the coach. Um, it's like the Bad News Bears, basically. They're not good. But they, you know, they, they, they can maybe get a lot of pluck and, and maybe they'll, maybe they'll go all the way to the Olympics. Um, anyway, so he makes the team, several other characters were introduced to make the team. And then it's a series of, um, you know, tryouts and, um, and practicing and then rowing events. And, you know, this movie, um, I is very paint by numbers. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, I, 
it, there's nothing. I mean, even the curveballs it throws in are curveballs that movies like this throw in. Uh, it, it, it's fine, just just fine. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this movie is is competently made, as you suggested, um, but it is very much just a standard kind of underdog sports story, and there's really no suspense at all. If you if you've seen such a movie before. Um, there's really no suspense here. You kind of know how things are going to play out. Um, but you know, like I said, it's well-made. It, it's nice to look at the, the characters, the, the young men are all very attractive. Um, but the, the cinematography is nice too. Um, I kept thinking the whole movie, this doesn't feel like Washington state. Mm. This doesn't feel like the U S and sure enough, I think we read afterwards it was filmed in England, right? Berkshire, yeah, most yeah. of it, yeah, yeah. Which, 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 I mean, and that might explain why we have a lot of British actors playing Americans as well. Which was, I mean, this is almost an entirely British cast. Yeah. Joel Edgerton's Australian, but I think nearly everyone else is British, <laughs> right? So that's a little unusual. But the movie did like nice. I, I, I like bucolic English countryside, and you got <laughs> you get it here, even though you weren't expecting it. Um. Yeah, and then you know the acting is is all fine. It's a crowd pleasing film. I feel like I, I think if you look on the tomato meter, the critic score is probably much lower than the audience score. I feel like this is one that audiences are going to embrace. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it it's just very standard. Yeah, um, I I've I've afraid people who know me know I've coined this phrase. Um, some folks take offense at it, but. Um, <laughs> It's called Baby Boomer Catnip. <laughs> and there are many things that can fall under that uh, moniker. And look, man, uh, just to be fair, I, I think, you know, you and I are part of Gen X. There's a lot of Gen X catnip out there, too, you know. Um, but that said, this movie is Baby Boomer Catnip. And I didn't even think about that until we were walking into the theater and, like, it was us and then people <laughs> 20 to 30 years older than us. And that was it. Um, this is a take your grand, take your mom to a, a movie. Um, it's sure to, I mean, it's inoffensive. It's probably will, will please them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, as you say, it is competently made. Um, the, it has this sort of gauzy kind of autumnal hued cinematography, um, by Martin Rue, which you kind of get with movies that are set in the past. Mm-hmm. It's sort of your bog standard, uh, uh, cinematography for this kind of a film. Um, the Alexander Desplat is the composer and it's a very straight, it's not a bad score, but it's a very straightforward piano and string score. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now I will say something and I'll, I'll take note of who the editor is here. Uh, Tanya Swirling. I don't know if this is her issue or not, but there's a part, I won't talk about what part it is, but you know, there's a part where one of the roars gets sick and it's unclear if he'll be able to row and with them. And that whole sequence was very confusing because there it go it literally goes from him lying in either lying in bed very ill or him praying to the porcelain god. Okay. But then the next the very next scene, he's out rowing. So it's like he's sick in bed and then he's rowing. And then he's praying to the porcelain God and they're like, we're not sure he can row, you know? And then the next scene he's rowing. And I, 
and there's no like there's no explanation there's the, i just need a li- i just need a little insert there of like you know a couple of the character like the coach talking to the doctor like you know all right he's out here now is he gonna be able to hang it you know hang tough with it and they're like i don't know we'll see but no it's just back and forth of no without any explanation uh, of his condition or change of condition and i just thought that was weird no i have to agree uh there's a couple of moments in the movie where I think there's an editing problem. You know, I, I kind of, I like movies that don't explain over overly explain and leave some things to the imagination. Mm. But in this case, these are things that you, (laughs) it makes no sense to leave them to the imagination. You you need to have an explanation. Otherwise it just feels jarring and, and stupid. Mm. So yeah, there's definitely some, some editing problems. Um, But you know, I, I feel like, you know, you, you mentioned that this is a movie that you might take your mom to or your grand to. I think we we need those kinds of movies. I think <laughs> they they have they have their place. Um, so this and this movie is, as you said, completely inoffensive. And I was I wasn't bored. It's it's hmm. it's a nice little film. Hmm. I don't know if I'd say I was bored, but I was close. Oh, okay. Um, it gets better as it goes along. There, the last, I don't know, the last third has some of the energy to it that I wish the rest of the movie had. Um, but real quick, before we wrap up, I, I, I referenced Callum Turner's going to the hair salon. <laughs> and I have to talk about this. I mean, so, you know, the movie opens with old, um, the old version of the character, and then it quickly goes to back to 1936, and it's young um, old boy and and Callum Turner is playing him, and again it's like a shanty town and depression era America, and you know he's got these holes in his shoes. But the thing I noticed right off the bat <laughs> is he has this modern highlighted hairstyle, and he's just you know it's like blonde highlights and the hair waves. And I'm like, seriously, I mean I'm not joking. Like, bro went to the hair salon for that, mm. and I'm like, that's just a detail. And on the one hand, it's very small, and maybe. Maybe a lot of people don't notice it, but I'm like, they make a big deal at various points of the movie about how poor he is and how poor some of his uh, teammates are on the rowing team. And I'm like, why, why would you give him that hairstyle? I mean, I know why. It's because this is a 2023 movie and, <laughs> you know, he's an attractive person and you want maybe either young or old people who watch it to be like, oh, he's really cute. Yeah. But I mean, for the story, it's very jarring. Yeah, I don't know anything about hairstyles or if that particular hairstyle is anachronistic, but I was immediately taken out of the film at that very moment because it just looks too styled, too too good for, you know, this guy who's living through the depression and struggling mm. to pay his tuition and to make mm. ends meet. So, yeah, not yeah. a great choice from hair, <laughs> from the hair and makeup team. So, what would you give this out of 10? I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Same here. All right. So it's a six from us. Uh, it's the boys in the boat. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.